Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lifted Logic, a podcast presented by Custom Offsets. Uh, whether this is your first time tuning in or your returning guest, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm your host, Dustin, and today joining me in the studio is Brian Rainey. Hello. Do you prefer Brian or Rainey? Because I've called you both. Uh, usually people call me Rainey, so I guess we just go with that. All right, cool. I just I know I called Fuller Parker when he was here. Yeah, it's weird. People lost their minds. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Just imagine his mom calls him Parker, not Fuller. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, so anyway, if you're new here, you may be wondering what exactly Lifted Logic is. Uh, so Lifted Logic is a podcast presented by Custom Offsets, um, and it outlines kind of all things Custom Offsets related. So industry insights, trending events, uh, we pretty much cover it all. So uh, remember for your wheels, tires, suspension, customoffsets.com is a place to be. Um, also, this is a part where I usually talk about the giveaway. But as you know, the giveaway is over. Um, so thank you for everyone that supported that. Um, if you picked up a hoodie and or donated, um, we were actually able to raise $11,600 to donate to uh, uh, both a local PD officer and then uh, concerns of police survivors. So pretty cool stuff. Um, so yeah, no giveaway going on right now. The next one drops next week. Um, that'll be another full build as well. So, uh, if you're interested in that, keep an eye on our socials. That should go up on Wednesday, the fourth. So, uh, cool. Let's jump into it. Uh, as I said, today is, uh, episode number six, which is really episode seven. If you count the pilot. But we're calling well, it up. So pilots six. don't count. Anyway, uh, and again, I'm, today I'm joined by Rainey, um, who is a custom offsets social media rep, also a Cummins owner. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, today's episode, we're going to talk all about all about all about Lone Star Throwdown. So that should be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, um, this obviously uh, comes from you just attending uh, LST there, yep. uh, which I found, according to their website, is renowned as. The world's best truck show. Oh, it's hard. To, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to tell because like I haven't gone to like a lot of shows. Sure. I've gone to LTN Daytona. Uh, I haven't gone to like Orange Beach Invasion. I guess is like one of the best. Um, Myrtle Beach. Uh, what else? I'm sure the West Coast has some good ones. Sure. But West Coast is so far from us. It's kind of hard to, you know, drive out there for one, let alone fly. I mean, LST was. A last minute ditch of yeah. uh, effort to get. Don't there. worry, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, but I would definitely say it covers. If you like trucks, it covers small to large. Sure. The trucks that haul them to the shows, like everything in between. Sure. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. I was on their website, and it uh, it says in quote, "the world's best truck show." So I thought that was interesting. Um, so kind of an itinerary for you. What say show looks like? Um, we're gonna start on kind of talking about how you got to go to Lone Star Throwdown and the, uh, for lack of a better term, shit show that was the week before. Um, And then from there, we'll talk and spend the majority of our conversation on what actually is Lone Star Throwdown and that sort of thing. And then from there, we'll go to a bit about what your favorite truck down there was. And then uh, we'll wrap up with Wheel of the Week, Ask Us Anything, and uh, and we'll be on the way. So any questions? No, let's do it. Cool. All right. So... Let's talk about the week before, or I should say the week of yeah, the <laughs> Lone week Star of. Throwdown. Tell me, I know the story because I was here, but but 
tell the audience about how you got to go down there and how, how la- just how last minute that decision was. Like we all know, like Lone Star Throwdown's coming. You know, like the beginning of the year. Like for us, it's still early. Like this, it's still cold. There's still snow up here. But like Texas, I mean, it was cold this year. It's, right. It's pretty cold. But it's it's still summer down there technically by our standards. No, there's no snow, no salt. Um, so like we forget about it. Like shows are happening while it's not show season here. Um, we had all forgot about it until I think Sunday night we were talking in the group like LSTs this week, <laughs> and Junior from Archon's like, we should send someone, right? And it's like, well, we know Luke has to go because he's their only videographer. And I'm like, well, if Luke's going, I'll go because. Traveling by yourself is terrible, and you need a pack mule. Well, I'll pack to mule carry and, all the gear and do right? all the social media remotely. So it was like Monday. I think by like noon, we had to like figure out like, can we make it work? Can we like <laughs> you know get an ROI on it? And um, I think by what four o'clock, it was plane tickets were purchased, hotel was booked, car was rented. Like yeah. we're leaving what Thursday morning at two in the morning to go. It was. I just remember you came up to me at like. It had to have been like one thirty in the afternoon of Monday. And you're like, yeah, so uh, Thursday morning I'm leaving, and I'll be back sometime Monday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very, hey, I'm leaving soon. I'll be back eventually. We have no plans. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely like something we should have planned and we should have thought of. It was just like you forget about it with the winter up here. So Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, I think, um, the weather up here really puts a, a damper on our, you know, how we think about things because we don't think about our show season starting until – May. Yes. End of April, first part of May, yeah. you know, and the Southern States, God bless their souls that they have nice weather. They can party all year round if they really want to. Right. You can drive a show vehicle without having to worry about it rusting to pieces. Yeah. Which yeah. is, would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about getting out there. So we planned that you guys left at like two in the morning, right? Yeah. Because you drove from Appleton to Chicago, right? You flew out of Chicago. Yep. And then did you have any trouble getting there or was it pretty smooth on the way out there? It was, like, that whole trip, like, went for, like, a last-ditch effort. Like, the plane tickets were cheap. Uh, the hotel was pretty – I think it was, like, $100 said no oh, for the hotel. And then we got a Prius for a rental car. Like, oh, sure. So we had no issues. We left, Well, Luke left uh, Appleton at 2 in the morning, got to my shop in Oshkosh about 2.30-ish, got gas, drove down there. Um, I think we had, like, a little bit of a problem finding which parking lot we were supposed to park in, but, like, that's given. Yeah, and O'Hare is, if you've never flown out of Chicago, O'Hare is a yeah interesting beast to begin with, let alone at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the we morning. We parked yeah. in the economy lot, so there's, like, different tiers of lots. We yeah. parked in, in the economy lot section in parking lot G. So there's so that many subsections. There, yeah. yeah. Parking you're, was still probably $40 a day. Ridiculous. I think it was, like, 26 Yeah, that's what I'm, in your way out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, we had, like, you get bussed back into O'Hare, yeah. like, ground, so it's pretty far out there. But checked in. Uh, like the only hiccup we had was when you get your text, like, the text, like, hey, you got to check into, you know, like, secure your seat or, like, technically whatever. It says we have to see someone while me and Luke are trying to cram stuff into a backpack, a person. <laughs> we didn't want to do any checked bags and all that. We're bringing two cameras, two hard drives, two laptops, iPad, uh, two lenses, like you name it. We're bringing pretty much a whole loadout, cramming it into a backpack plus all of our clothes. Right. And I didn't know this until we were coming back. Luke's backpack weighed like seventy pounds. Oh, and for those of you that don't know, Luke, I don't think Luke weighs but a hundred and ten pounds with yeah. two bricks in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. And like when you when you do like a no checked bag, just your personal bag, like there's I think like a thirty five pound weight restriction. Oh, Luke was well no. over that. But we checked in, and the lady's like. She just took a tape measure and goes, yep, 
no problem. And like swipe your card. Like just, it was one of those like two in the morning. No one really cares. But um, we had no hiccups. I fell asleep before the plane took off. So I have no idea how the whole flight went. Oh, Lord. Um, and I didn't realize I fell asleep before the plane took off until we were flying back. Because I'm like, I don't remember us taking off. You didn't? Yeah. Sure? We were, I, was, I didn't go to sleep the night before either. So that didn't help. But uh, yeah, we had no issues. We got to uh, Houston International or Inter, uh, Intercontinental. Um, we had to figure out where to get a rental car. Yep. And they uh they they have buses that'll take you to like an entirely different. Like you have to go down the highway and there's like a rental car building with like thirty different rental car companies. Sure. And we just went in there and we we uh chose Ford Focus or something similar, just something cheap on gas. And um, we got a we got a Prius. <laughs> Nothing like showing up to LST in a Prius. I mean. Yeah, it's a little bit of a cultural difference yeah. there, you know. Um, the only hiccups we really had were uh, the hotel. We had to have card on hand to book it, so we had to pay out of pocket and then get reimbursed, oh, okay. which isn't the end of the world. It's one of those where it's just like, wow, didn't you know? You didn't see that. Like we already we already picked it out and whatever, but they wanted one on hand on site. Sure. Um, other than that, I mean, this it all flowed pretty smooth. Even traffic wasn't terrible. I mean, if you've ever been to Houston, it's five lanes of frontage road eight of highway and there's no on or off ramps you just merge from one to the other what it's wonderful but the only problem is like if you let's say you're at taco bell here and you want to go to shop co over here you have to go down the highway to an off ramp that goes underneath the highway and then cut across oh okay sure yeah so i mean it you punch it coming out of parking lots so you have no choice <laughs> uh but it's it's super fast flowing like most people do 80 on no a, kidding on a 65 mile an hour highway it's wide wonderful. open sure um yeah, it, we had, it went smooth. Uh, the only hiccup we had was coming back. Sure. And that was our flight got delayed a little bit. But yep. we just sat at the bar and drank a few. And then all of a sudden it was like, your flight's leaving at the normal time. And we had just ordered drinks. And I'm like, oh, we're chugging these. <laughs> Down then. the hatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So other than that, like it, for a last-minute ditch effort trip, we just had the flight get delayed, I think, 45 minutes total, which isn't bad. No, that's not bad at all, yeah. Yeah, other than that, it was super smooth. Cool. Let's talk about – tell me about the show. I'm su- I'm super interested in this. I've never been to Lone Star Throwdown, but everyone that's ever been there that I've talked to has said nothing but good things about it. So tell me about the show. Tell me about the grounds. Tell me about the scene and the trucks there. Give me the whole up to speed. So I, I, I assume everyone thinks like LSD is huge. It is, but it's not like, like, wow, it's huge. It's like this is fucking massive. Like – we got there, was it Friday? Friday was kind of like the setup day. It was like it was a show day, but it was a setup day. Sure. Because you figure most people aren't coming Friday, so like people kind of like slowly bring their, their booths in and set up and whatnot. And like some of these people are bringing in like 16 frames. Like I think GSI Metal Fab brought in like 16 frames. Jeez. Just to show off like their work. So I mean like bringing 16 frames and they stacked them sure. on top of each other for transport. You got to get like five dudes to pick them up, set them down. Like it takes time. So Friday was all pretty much, I would just say set up and like staging vehicles where you want them in your booth or wherever you're parking. Um, the American force arena was pretty much empty. Uh, there was like eight or nine trucks in there, but like the next day, like there's 45 in there. Oh really? They okay. are crammed in there like shopping carts. So this is an indoor section. I'm assuming yep, right? American force has just the, what I'm assuming is a horse, style like show arena like something okay. like that like some like livestock related sure um and they just cram trucks in the because they, they have the big dirt floor they cram trucks in there yep and then like if you've ever been to a stadium yep the you got your stairs and then on the top you have that huge concrete pad well they're parking trucks all around that oh neat. which was kind of cool but um you walk into lst and 
you walk through the main gates and it's it kind of the whole show goes like this around the arena okay and then there's like like a back lot where like more like you know me and you'd bring our vehicles and park them out there like you and your groups there's sure, a lot of groups sure. back there too and then there's a couple of buildings off to the right where it's like gsi metal fab uh fat fabs a couple like like smaller but like good quality companies were like up in there and then you got like your like new and starting companies and and then you got like some of the big clubs up front or like the like i think it was that uh mad gear was down there okay um so it's, it's pretty much like vendors and then it transfers into food and then like the more fab stuff and then um over here was like your performance kind of stuff sure uh you had like uh power stroke enthusiast was out there um there's a bunch of OBS trucks. I don't remember what they were there for huh, uh, or rep- uh, representing. Um, but it was just – it was huge. I mean, like oh, – Hold on a second. Oh, you say OBS. OBS. Fords. Ford. Yeah. So, like, early 90s OBS yep. or pre – okay. Yeah. Because it seems that the more people I talk to, everyone has a different variation of OBS. You know? See, OBS <laughs> Fords are just, like, the last iteration before they went to the new Super Duty style. Yep. Like, that's – I don't know. That's what I've always pictured yep. them as. Um, but – it, it's massive. I would I would arguably say me and Luke walked 15 miles the first day. I mean, it's how wild you is can that? just because like you do a lap, there's new stuff every single time. Really, just moving stuff around. And yep. Yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, the the size of that place is just huge. I mean, the parking lot was insane on Saturday. Um, Saturday, Friday we parked. I think like three or four rows um, across the street from the gate. And I think Saturday we drove around for 30 minutes in the parking lot trying to find a spot, and we just ended up parking the Prius in the middle of an aisle. Really? You have no choice. There's nowhere to park. Jeez, that's crazy. Um, and the people, holy cow, there's a lot of people. Like, because we were we were asking people, like, because we've never been there. Like, hey, how, how crazy does it get tomorrow? And like, well, you've never been. Like, it's nuts to butts. Like, we we cram in like sardines in here, and you definitely do. It's really just elbow to elbow in there. Yeah, huh? but everyone's oh, super nice. I mean, like, you know, if like you're trying to, if you're, like, we were taking videos and photos, people would, like stop and like stop their kids or stop oh that's people. super cool yeah and like every once in a while i was like no 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 please walk in front like we're trying to get like show shots of like you know people lifestyle checking out photos vehicles. Yeah. yeah so like, every once in a while like i was trying to like tell like you know, especially moms like oh no it's okay like let your kid walk in front like if we can get a shot of a kid walking past a truck like wow dad check out this truck they've like, been a perfect shot and it's like damn it they're too nice <laughs> like, they're almost too nice to get the shot yeah yeah but yeah, I mean, you you pack people in like crazy. The American Forestry, and I felt so bad for the people that were in there. Um, you get that many people walking on a dirt floor, and uh, like you're talking like some of the biggest, most expensive builds being in there. All that dirt gets kicked up, and it's an arena, so it just kind of like lingers. Yeah, it it's, it almost uh, elevates, and then it hangs, and then after everyone leaves, it just falls. Yeah, so throughout the day, like you could just the, there was a couple black trucks that were I would argue say like a, a really nice brown color. Like if it was painted, <laughs> they picked up a really nice red metallic. Yeah, yeah. like if it was actual paint, it looked really nice, but sure. it was dirt. <laughs> and everyone's you know everyone's forces are dirty. Some people had windows open and their interiors oh, just trashed. No. Um, Kicker had their K five there, which is you know they leave all the windows down so you can see like all the custom stuff that they had put in there. Their trailers all open style with plexiglass and plexiglass is static. All the dirt clung to it, and it's such just a pain. Stuck. You can't just wipe it off, especially in a dirty arena because it's, it's going to cling right back. But I mean, you walked in, it's like by the time you walked out, you could cough out dirt. <laughs> but it was like because if you walked up the stairs instead of going down to the floor to look at the trucks, if you walked up the stairs to that top concrete pad, yep. you could look down and just a sea of massive trucks and side by sides. That's cool. crazy. Yeah. And you like you get everything from like Team Billet had some of like the in my opinion even though I'm a lift the truck guy, 
some of the craziest lowered vehicles I've ever seen. They were just 2020 Silverado laying frame with dumped a, with like a custom back half everything. Super simple. It's a stock body truck, maybe mm-hmm. color matched, big wheels, narrowed rear end, yep. laying on the frame, and yep. it's like that's a brand new truck and it's already done. Like yeah. holy cow! Not only a brand new truck, but you're talking a brand new fifty to eighty thousand dollar truck. Yeah, and then the custom work. Yeah, and, and team. If you know Team Bill, they do not mess around. That's cool. Like that thing is, and they had at one point. I think I have a photo of it. Six brand new trucks, just <laughs> you know, in in like a half moon, just yep. chilling. And I'm like, that's. Now all I was like in pictures, me wanting one, right? And, and going to get food and just airing it out on the street, like, ah, yep. it feels so good. I've always had uh, Fuller and I have conversations about this a lot too. But I've always had a, a really deep appreciation for for lower trucks, and I know that that's not necessarily our, maybe our target market, right? Because we do a lot right. with big lifts, big wheels, big tires. But I think they look equally as good, and I respect the hell out of them. Oh yeah, you know? and I mean like not you know sound like a Sally, but like the whole respect all builds like. There are some vehicles there that I thought were ugly. Right. Like, but when you look at like, uh, I actually sent Keith a photo of one. It was uh, it was a cat eye that had like like nine colors on it. But, like the design of it was very like it was an like a square body S10 or something okay. like that. It had like that '90s like poppy vibe to it, like the California vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I sent it to him. I'm like, to the the paintwork on this is insane because it had a white stripe in it that had splatter paint in it, but it was so thin like you couldn't feel it. And then it just, like, I asked the customer or the guy before I touched it if I could touch the paint. Yep. He said yes. I, I figured to clarify that one. But there was just layer of layer of layer of paint. And then it got to, like, the windowsill, and it changed on the pillars. Oh, like, neat. super, super candy paint. Yeah. And um, I, I couldn't imagine my hours just masking it was enough to paint a whole car one color. But, I mean, the amount of work and effort that goes into some of those trucks that, like, getting a truck to lay doors. It's yeah. very hard. You have to zia frame. You have to tunnel your frame or your the bottom of your cab. Like there's a lot of work in yeah, that. Narrowing axles, tubbing. You know, Everything. if you have to, it's yeah. It takes a lot of work to get there. Like lifting a truck is hard, but like getting a, a truck to go inside of its entire drivetrain is very hard as well. Um, yeah. The paint jobs are crazy. I mean, and even then, like people are like like we're all talking about like the nice trucks. A lot of people brought their like the, like you could tell it's project like they pushed yeah. it in. Um, we ran into a guy out of, um, I want to, was it Black River Falls? Is that it north? It could be. Yep, yep. Kind of um, northwest of where we're yeah, at here, yeah. Yeah, so he had a, a two-door station wagon that he brought, which, is, if you know old cars, two-door station wagons aren't a thing. Usually it's mainly a four-door. Right. So I had to stop and ask him about it because it, it looked very similar to my 62 Impala. Yep. And But you have a 62 Impala. Used to. I saw Oh, that. I was like, when, when yeah. did that happen? Um. But he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I, I, I like four-door wagons. He goes, but I really wanted a two-door. He goes, it makes it look sportier. So they shortened it a little bit and filled it in and all this. And it had no interior panels to it. There's no ceiling. Like the, the gauge cluster was zip-tied to the, the steering <laughs> shaft. Like yep. he, didn't, he didn't drive it from Wisconsin, but like he trailered it. Yep. But it's one of those, like, I thought it was still cool enough to ask him about it. So it's like, even if you brought a project vehicle that, like, he drove it in. But, like, even if it runs or doesn't, people are still going to be like, get ideas from it. You're going to go get ideas from yeah. people. And it's just cool to see like the differences. And a lot of people brought in like work in progresses, which was super cool to see too. Yeah. It's cool to see shows that you can do that with. Cause I know a lot of times shows are so, uh, you know, buttoned up and everything yep. has to look really good. So it's cool to know that, that they have space for people that are still working on stuff and oh, still yeah. tying it together, you know? Yeah. And I think that's just like, that's 
because I I had my C10 and I had a couple buddies that had like bagged and bodied trucks. I think it's just the way that like that lifestyle is. Like everyone knows, like you can't build like you can. You have to have a lot of money to build a truck in like three months. Correct. A lot of money to build yeah. a truck in three so months. So a lot of people get like, hey, you know, like I've put four years of my life into this truck. Yep. Had a kid somewhere in the middle. We're still not done, but you know what? I want to show it off. Yeah, this is what I have so far. Yeah, so a lot of people do work in progress. Like, you know, I'll, I'll wipe the primer down, knock the dust off, maybe put some windows in it. Yep. So it's super cool to see, like, everything from, like, actual SEMA builds to, like, the guy in his in his garage working on stuff sure. on his free time. So yeah, it was cool to see every, like, every inch of, like, you, you could literally build a progression for people like, from a frame. <laughs> this is where you start, yeah. and then you go here you, and here yeah. and here. You could literally like go down the aisles, like GSI Metal Fab, just a frame down to like, oh, oh, oh. Now it's starting to look like a truck. Yep. Now it's got paint. Exactly. Now it's got you know wheels and tires, right? Yeah, so they, they literally covered every aspect of a truck, if you ask me. It was that's, pretty cool to that's see. That's super cool. Yeah, and, and again, I wasn't there, but it sounds – it sounds like they have such a wide variety of stuff there too. Everything. Yeah. Like they had, and it's unfortunate we didn't like walk through more of the lower trucks. We, I think we walked through it twice. Um, mainly just because it isn't our demographic. Right. Um, not to say I don't absolutely enjoy them. I actually do. Like I want to build another C10, but I want to bag this one instead of go static. Um, but you had a C10 as well. Yeah. What? 76. You Scott. had all sorts of cool stuff. I didn't know about Scottsdale custom deluxe <laughs> step side. Yeah, oh, it was, it was yeah. super cool. Um, but, like, you go through there, and it's, like, you got, like, a guy that, like, pulled his dad's truck out of a field. Sure. Threw moon eyes on it, laid air into it. and um, Or you have the guys that have, like, there was a couple guys that brought on, like, damn near pro mods. Sure. Like, we're talking guys with, like, huge slicks in it, cam to the moon. Like, when they started up, like, people were yelling about it. Like, <laughs> they cover every aspect. It's cool to see it. Sure. And um, you get the guys that's, like, they put the the stringers around their their truck to like not touch it, and then you get guys who are like you sit on it if you want. <laughs> well, you can just tell like yep. it's it's cool to see like and like the, there are two guys that'll talk to each other too and like ask each other about their builds. It's cool to see it. Yeah, it's always super cool to me to be in situations like that, um, and it's really any show you go to. But it's super cool to be in an environment where those of us that drive custom vehicles, be it cars, trucks, even custom bikes, whatever you have. But you go to events, you go to shows, especially big events like that, and you feel like you belong. Yeah. You know, you're for once in your life, you are normal traffic. And it's know? cool, too, because, like, I asked um, – I actually went a quick trip, and I talked to the same guy every night when I buy my food before I go home. <laughs> um, Shout out to uh, Quick Trip, by yeah. the way. We're totally looking for a podcast sponsor. So if you're in, I'll take some chalky milk. <laughs> same. So I, I asked him because, like, we had talked about before that he, was, like, had been to Texas. And he's like, oh, you'll love it. Everyone's super nice. And it's like – People from Wisconsin. Yeah, are they Midwest nice, nice yeah. though? Because we're pretty nice here. And um, so we get down there, and it, anyone you struck like struck a conversation with, they like didn't care. They'll tell you about it. Like it was super cool. Just like, genuine people. Yeah. Like oh, you want like a lot of people like oh, I won't tell you about some parts of my build because like it was a lot of work. It was custom. Like it wasn't it wasn't like fun per se. So it's like if you can keep that little nugget of custom piece to yourself, cool. But like those guys, like oh yeah, dude. 40 hours to like, get this taillight to sit correctly in the back of my truck. Like they don't care. They'll, they'll tell you everything. They'll tell you how much it costs. Like, it's super cool to see like how open and like sincere yeah. they were about it. And I think you, you get so much of a, a better appreciation for the time that people put into these vehicles when they're like, yeah, it took me 40 hours to put this taillight in and I ended up putting a screw here and it worked perfect. Yep. You know? And that like that pinstripe guy, he found out going from a, a four door to a two door, you cut the frame, like the, the outside door sill piece you cut it out on this side, flip it around, and it welds into the other side, and it, it meshes really well. Really? Yeah. 
it's like little things like that. Like I, I'll never build it, but it's cool. To like if I see someone that bought one, they want to do a two door. Hey, you can be like, Hey, I talked to a guy one yeah. time in 2020, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and it's one of those, like, you don't figure that out by like searching on a form. Like you just cut your car to make a two door, probably fuck it up and put it on the wrong <laughs> side of the truck. And then you're like, like, Hey, Holy cow. Like that works better. And then you get to the other side and you're like, Oh, this wasn't the right spot, oh, but yeah. it worked. Yeah. So it was, it was like, and that's one of those where like, some guy probably messed up in his garage one night, was super tired, worked out really well for him. And he's like, that's a really cool fact yeah. about my, my car that no one will probably ask me. But now that I, I get the opportunity to, I did. Yep. So it was like, you get that. And I asked a couple, um, some guys with, like some really, really nice trucks. Um, you know, like, like how, how much was your paint job? Because like, it's always curious to see like those super crazy, like mini truck style paint jobs, how expensive they get. Yeah. And I'm, a couple of guys were like $40,000. Ooh. <laughs> but, but it's one of those like you can tell like the quality is definitely there the yeah. time was definitely there to like and they're also the same guys that put a car cover over their car when they're leaving the show right come back wipe it down re like don't reuse the microfiber grab another new one wipe it down again yeah. like yeah the guys that have that much that much time and heart tied into a build you know right especially forty thousand dollars in paying i'd have a huge heart for it too yeah i would agree <laughs> So let's uh, let's switch gears. Tell me, um, tell me about your favorite truck. Ooh, tell me about your very favorite truck you saw down there. It's funny because it, I don't think I ever seen it at the show. Oh, really? It was in our hotel parking lot. Get out of here. It was. It's a. I think it's a seventy seventy one Chevy C ten. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen it on my Instagram. I don't, but if it's handy, I'm gonna pull it yeah, up. Yeah, it's you posted uh, on your on your. Feed? It's within the last three posts. Let me see here. Um, it's just what, like I like to drive my vehicles, so the having it super super clean, like the forty thousand dollar paint job, is really cool. I appreciate it. I cannot run it because I will ruin it. Um, oh, this uh, it's like a, almost like a seafoam green or something. Yeah, huh? um, this is hot. That is, it's it's not patina. Like it's it's original patina. It's not like like. I want to patina a truck. Like it's good paint and you just patina it down and then clear coat it. No, like that truck a little rough around the edges, mm -hmm. like the raw steel. Like it was, it wasn't intentionally done. Like it was just that, like, that's years of use. Oh yeah. I see that. Now I didn't see it at first, but yeah. For those of you that are listening to this and not, not watching it, um, you know, we can have Zach drop a little, uh, photo up for the YouTube viewers. But if you're listening to this medium, um, this is a, a C10 that's like a seafoam green in color and it is, slammed i mean it's literally laying door on the ground um and then it's got some really nice i assume they're like a cream white color uh wheels on it yep um with the the chrome hubcaps uh, and then the patina that he's referring to is right around the the front of the um like the hood and on, on the bumper edges and stuff where you can see that it's just such a genuine age you know where you can't replicate that that comes with yep. time Yep, and so. it, it's got it's got like a little bit of pinstriping on the on the center of the hood, and then I believe it had a little bit on the rear tailgate. Sure, and it's one of those where it's just like, you know, you have a buddy that pinstripes. Hey, dude, like I know my paint ain't great, but if you want to, you know, try something new on my yeah, go, on my, go, go, on my, go, my truck, go, yeah. go for it. And it's like it's one of those. It's a, it's a very simple build truck. It's one of those you could. I'm gonna go pick up lumber. Correct. I could go take my truck, my Cummins, or I could just you know take the C10 because I don't really <laughs> care about it. You know, like, I don't want to get it totaled, but, like, throwing lumber in the back, perfect. But you can use it, and you're not afraid to scratch it or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Or leave it in a parking lot in a very cheap hotel. Yeah. And it's, it was one of those, like, it was there every night, and it's like, every time I seen it, I'm like, oh, I want it. Just parked it there hanging out, huh? Yeah. That's super cool. Life goals. Absolutely. 
Um, cool. Well, let's uh, let's change it up. Let's talk about Wheel of the Week. So if you're new here, um, Wheel of the Week is a little bit that we do on every episode. Uh, I ask the guest somewhere between, uh, I'm going to say, 5 and 24 hours ahead of time. I think I asked you at about 11 o'clock this yeah, morning, and it is late. now 4 o'clock, so about 5 hours. Um, but basically, I asked them... Uh, either what their most underappreciated wheel of the year is or what their um, maybe the wheel they think that, that doesn't get enough attention for what it is in the market. Um, and then we kind of talk about that a little bit. So in this case, um, you had uh, you had picked the Hardcore Off-Road HC11, otherwise known as the Hardcore Off-Road Axle. Yeah, it's, um, it's a clean-looking wheel. Uh, I've seen a few down at LST, and I think I've seen a few – uh, come across our Facebook. Yep. And it was funny. We were, I believe we were shooting a truck with these wheels on there. Okay. And it was nighttime, so it was hard to tell. And he didn't have rock lights or anything. They look like uh, like a forged wheel. Yeah. Um, they, and I, they're pretty well priced too. And they come in some big size, like 24, 14s. Um, when you see them in person, like they just they look like forged wheels. And if they're cheap enough and they, like, they, they hold up, I guess that'd be the test of time. Right. It's not a bad buy. Um, yeah. The only reason I would never purchase them personally is their center cap's a little big for me. Okay. That's my only great. But past that, like the design, the the lip, uh, the finish, in my opinion, was really good. It fits really good. It's got big sizes. So it was like, because I've, I've never heard of hardcore until I asked someone about like, you know, what kind of wheel is that? And they're yep. like, oh, it's a hardcore. And I'm like, well, I know we sell those, but it's like, I didn't know they made something like that. Like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a it's a super neat wheel. Uh, again, so for those of you that are listening to this uh, rather than, than watching it, um, the the HC11 is an eight uh, eight spoke split spoke design. So it's got rather than one big spoke, it's two smaller spokes, um, and then they kind of stem up from the center cap. But instead of being straight, they almost have a directional twist to them. Yep. So um, you know the wheel has exposed lug nuts. Um, it's got that a little bit bigger center cap, like you said. Uh, it's got some milled dots around the edges of the but lip. But not a lot. Yeah, they're spaced really far apart, which is pretty, I thought was, was pretty neat because you don't see most guys that put milled dots on are right on top of themselves. Yeah, you know? they're like touching each other. Yeah. Like some like there are some wheels where it's like not having anything on the edge of the wheel looks kind of weird. Yep. And then there's some where it's like having, you know, having those the fake rivets on the side. It's like that also looks weird. Yeah. But if you can space them out like that, like you, like you don't notice them and then you do and it's like. You look at it you're like. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, like it's one of those where it's like, oh, it doesn't have any. Oh, it's got a couple. And yep. it's like, well, you don't really notice it. So it's not like it's a very subtle like indifference, and it, like, it actually like ties it together pretty well, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It's it's the right amount of sauce without being too much. So yep. uh, this wheel comes in diameters 20 to 26 inches and in 10 to 14 wides. So yeah. they make them um, in the big boy sizes as well. And then they come in both chrome and uh, gloss black and milled. So. And I've never seen them in glo- uh, the gloss black and milled, and I – well, after you asked me, I had to look them up again. Sure. Um, they actually look really good. Yeah, they do. They look super sharp. Um, you could almost say they look like a cast American Force. Yeah, I was just going to say, this wheel reminds me, and I don't know the model of Force right off the top of my head, but it reminds me a lot of the American Force yeah. wheels, which and is it, super cool. And they look really sharp. Yeah. And I'm a chrome person or a chrome or polished. That black and milled is actually really sharp. It's hot. Yeah. I, a, I would buy a set, but I'm actually trying to go to like 28s or 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Talking... Wheel diameter, not tire size, by the way. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna still keep my 40s. Oh sure, sure. Just get bigger. So cool. No, it's it's a beautiful wheel. Um, that's I love this bit every week because every week somebody picks a different wheel and it's always super cool. You yeah, know, it's always something a little bit different. So 
Cool. Right on. Um, last little bit we got here today is an ask us anything question. So I go ahead and jump on the YouTube community and I'll ask them, hey, if you had a, uh, a question for us, maybe regarding what we're talking about that week or just in general, what would it be? Um, I did throw a, a photo up of uh, the elusive uh, Omar's white truck. For yep. a little bit of reference, so it was it was fun to uh, see you know some people get a little a uh, little worked up about that. But um, Brian Patterson actually wants to know: um, Would you rather have a five point nine Cummins or a six seven Cummins? Ooh. Now, preface this by saying you're already a Cummins owner, so you're probably biased. It's really like are we talking like a five nine common rail or five nine twelve? And that's what I asked. He, he doesn't specify. So like I have a six seven Cummins. Um, love it i mean it's a it's a great power especially out of the box and i like you know having like efi live or you know um h&s mini max like there's a lot of companies that make stuff for it yep um and i'm actually drawing a blank on the one that i have which is really unfortunate <laughs> i actually have to look because it's gonna bother me um oh god easy link i have an easy link okay too. Yep, yep, yep. there's a um, whole bunch of companies that offer off the tune or yeah. off the shelf tune solutions you know but I, I mean, if you go, you know, a five nine common rail, they they make really good power. Yeah. Um, they sound really good too. They're a lot louder than a six seven without doing a second gen manifold swap. Uh, a five nine twelve valve, if you're gonna do any sort of like engine swap, that would be the one to do. Yeah. Um, and now twelve L, you're talking that's pre, what year? Help me out. I want to say ninety eight. Yeah, I, I yeah. It's like, like the old wrong. like W series yeah. square body. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the second gen, second yep. gens came with them too. Um, if you're gonna do any sort of swap, I would obviously like it's easy. It's I think you have to have a power wire and a ground wire to run it, and yeah. then it's done. It's on its own. Um, but like if you're gonna buy a truck, uh, you know, like something to like, take a loan out, for example, I personally would buy. A, I'd buy a six seven. Yep. It's just they're easy. Like they're known to all come and run forever. But like it's less tinkering. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you get a six seven, you now get a VGT turbo, which is nice. You get your exhaust brake, which is nice. If you if you tow, I mean, I just use mine to slow down because I'm lazy and don't want to use my brakes. <laughs> and it sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it, especially, I, I'm sure you heard it in, when I was driving my truck to work. It oh, just yeah. screams on high idle. <laughs> uh, but it, it depends on your application. I mean, like, there are guys that have swapped six sevens into stuff, like C10s or whatever. Yep. It's a lot of work. Correct. I mean, like, I hate wiring, so I'd never do it. I just do a 12 valve. Yep. You drop it in, the, that's all just fabrication, like. Getting your drive shaft made and fab the motor mounts. Yeah, and, yep. figure out like what you're gonna run for a trans if it's gonna be manual. But like putting a six seven into a C ten is is wiring. It's it's tuning. It's it's everything because you have to now build a, a motor to a truck that it was never meant to be in. Yeah. Where a twelve valve doesn't care what it's in. It's yeah. like oh, we're gonna run. Well, that's fine yeah. by me. You gave us uh, power and ground and yeah. fuel and we're good. You know. Let, yeah. Let so it, it really depends on like what your what your application would be. Sure. Um, and I'm by no means a diesel, like, huge. Like, I know enough to get by, um, trying to learn every day. But, yeah, it's one of those. It, it really depends on, like, the application you're looking for. I mean, if you're going to swap and you want to – when I say cheap relative because 12 valves have been going through the roof lately. <laughs> um, a 12 valve is, I think, 20, 2,200 to three grand, depending yep. on, like, which casting you get, if it's, a, if it's a P pump or not. Like, it depends on what you get. Um, but – Usually, twelve valves like a go-to. I mean, it's everyone's tried and true. Like 
if it doesn't sound like you know someone's dragging cans behind the truck, it's not a true <laughs> diesel anymore. Yep. And uh, twelve valves rattle like hell. So yes, they do. So is that what you're picking is officially a yeah. twelve valve five nine. It's one of those like if you ever like I've been a truck guy forever, and I know you like semis. Like yep. do twelve valves are like like that? that was, like anytime you like picture like when I was a kid as a diesel like. 12 valve clanging the old bag and rattling around you know yep yeah yep yeah i agree and that this was a super hard question for me too because it's what direction do you go are you looking for a daily well in that case i would go six seven because it's just a newer truck it's a lot nicer it's a little better on fuel but again if you're talking strictly just engine it's hard to beat a 12 valve i mean you can put them in anything anywhere anytime give it some fuel give it some air a little bit you know power in the ground and bang there she goes and it'll run until the rest of whatever you put it in literally falls apart yeah and that's been proven by a lot of second gen owners (laughs) Uh, second gen owners will will attest to that all day yeah yeah like like you said uh six seven's a great daily they're a lot quieter of an engine yep which is really nice because 12 valves clang i mean my you can hear my six seven in the cab but i mean not like you do most other trucks. Correct. So it's nice. I mean, I have no complaints for it. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of them, but if you're talking strictly engine, 12 valve all day. Yeah, it's hard to beat an old 12 valve. So cool. Uh, well, let's wrap it up. There you have it, folks. Uh, there's another episode of Lifted Logic. Thanks again, Randy, for joining us today. No problem. It's, uh, it's been fun. I, I enjoy sitting across the table and just getting to chit chat with you for a little while. So. Maybe you'll have to bring me on for some more. We will definitely have to do that. Um, If you like what you heard today, make sure you give us a thumbs up on the video uh, or on the audio source if you're listening to it there. Uh, And also subscribe or follow um, so that we we can keep making banging content like this. Also, uh, if you have an idea for who we should interview next, let us know down in the comments below. And uh, and with that, we'll (laughs) see you next time.